Hello, yes. Welcome back to GospelBestRadio.com, your community Christian internet talk radio with the mission to engage the contemporary culture with the mind of Christ. It's day two of the Luke December Challenge 2022. And of course, today we are reading uh, the second chapter in the Gospel account according to St. Luke. As I mentioned earlier, if you want to read any of the chapters, please do reach out to us and, and then I will schedule you to read any of the chapters. Thanks to Bolani Babalola who called in from Canada yesterday uh, to read chapter one. Now reading chapter two, uh, their sister, of course my wife, Olaide Oguntokun, reading Luke chapter two for day two of the Luke December Challenge 2022. After that, I'll be here uh, to share with you about seven, seven reminders from Luke chapter two. If you want to add those reminders or you want to react to them, reach out to us on WhatsApp or when we publish this uh, this episode tomorrow, you can also put it in the in the comment section. But do reach out to us uh, if you have uh, reminders that you want to take away from Luke chapter two or if you want to engage with any of the reminders that we have identified. So over to you now, uh, says for chapter 2 of the Gospel account of St. Luke for day 2 of Luke December Challenge 2022. Good evening. My name is Olaide Okutokun. I'm reading Luke chapter 2, New King James Version. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because it was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in a swaddling cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloth, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them in, into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying, 
which was told them concerning this child, and all those who had it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, as it was told them. And when eight days were completed for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Now when the days of our purification according to the law of Moses were completed, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was just and, devo and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by, so he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also, that the thought of many hearts may be revealed. Now there was one Hannah, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age and had lived with, with a husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years, who did not depart from the temple, but served God with, with fastings and prayers night and day. And coming in that instance, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. So when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own city, Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. His parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. When they had finished the days, as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother did not know it. But supposing him to have, to have been in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem, seeking him. Now, so it was that after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. So when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. 
and he said to them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject and was subject to them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you very much. Thanks be to God. Thank you so very much. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you indeed for reading uh, Luke chapter 2 for day 2 of Luke December Challenge 2022 on GospelBellsRadio.com. Now to uh, the reminders that I have identified uh, from chapter 2 of Luke and if you want to add to this reminder, just send it to us on any of our platforms. Use the form on our page that says that you listen right now or send it to us on WhatsApp. And when we publish this tomorrow, you can also put it in the comment section. Uh, the first uh, reminder that I'm taking away from Luke chapter 2 is this. Number one, things will happen exactly as God has said. Things will happen exactly as God has said. And you only need to reflect on Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 4, to see that exactly. See, where were they living? Joseph and Mary, where were they living? They were living in Nazareth, right? And how did they find themselves in Bethlehem? I mean, you know the answer because uh, a certain governor gave a decree that a census should be should be taken and people should go to their own city uh, for the purpose of the census, right? When that governor was giving that decree, when he gave that decree, he did not know, he had no idea that he was acting out his own part in God's own plan. He was acting out his own part in God's own plan. And you see, that is the way those of us who are of the, of, of the Lord must always see and interpret events around us. In the final analysis, you find each person acting out his own part in God's own plan. And that person may not know it. Why? Because long ago, the prophet Micah in chapter 5 verse 2 had prophesied by the power of the Holy Spirit. The prophet Micah had said, in chapter 5, verse 2, But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from old and from everlasting. So the prophet of God had prophesied. God had said it from long ago uh, that Christ would be born in Bethlehem. But, and so it happened that Joseph and Mary, who were living in Nazareth, found themselves in Bethlehem at the time of the birth of Jesus Christ. Things will happen exactly as God has said. And, well, I should take comfort from that, and you also should take comfort from that. And you can read through all the Holy Scriptures, all that the Lord has said about you. Hold on to them. Things will happen exactly as God has said. You may not see it now. If God has promised you eggs and you are a long way away from eggs, don't worry. Don't worry. It's going to move heart and mind, move time and chance, walk through all circumstances to do what? Uh, to bring to pass what he has said. And so it happened that uh, Joseph and Mary found themselves in Bethlehem, although they were not living in Bethlehem, but they found themselves in Bethlehem at that time. At that time, uh, did God walk through that governor who gave that decree? Of course he did. Of course he did. Uh, the second reminder from Luke chapter 2 is this. The angels sang of the birth of Jesus 
and you also should. You also should. The angels celebrated the birth of Jesus Christ and you also should. I mean, look at uh, Luke chapter 2. Verse 13, after the angel had appeared uh, to the shepherds and had told them of the birth of Jesus Christ, what happened? Verse 13, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill to us. It was a big deal. It was a big deal. And the angel celebrated it. How many of them? A multitude, a multitude of the heavenly hosts. I cannot imagine how large uh, an earthly choir would be uh, that would compete with that multitude that sang at the birth of our Lord. So when we celebrate Christmas, when we sing Christmas carols, we are doing the right thing. We are doing the right thing, celebrating that our, our Lord was born. The angels sang of the birth of Jesus and you also should. I, I, I was reading an article just before we started this program of about five churches uh, who do not celebrate Christmas and they have different reasons. Uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses don't celebrate Christmas. Uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church, I understand, do not celebrate uh, Christmas. Uh, deeper life. I have deeper life on this list. I, I need somebody to correct me, but I, some, the writer of this of this article is saying that at some point the head of the Deeper Life Bible Church announced that uh, that uh, the church uh, does not celebrate the popular holiday because it has uh, idolatrous background. And of course, that's another that's another subject entirely. But you know what? What we are doing is celebrating the birth of Jesus. Christ. The angels did celebrate it, and we also should. God's Kingdom Society, the DKS, and the Religious Society of Friends. So. Uh, they may have different reasons for it, and at some point we are going to look at you know the reason advanced by uh, by Reverend Kumui. But I think from Luke two thirteen we have an example of the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ. You, sh- you should not be found wanting in doing that, celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. So number one, things will happen exactly as God has said. Number two, the angels sang of the birth of Jesus, and you also should. Number three. God delights in those who are willing, ready, and glad to carry out his will. He delights in those who are willing, ready, and glad to carry out his will. He delights in those who are not too wise, too wise to question the simplicity of what God has said. They are not too busy to have the time to do what God wants to be done. They are not too rich or too highly placed to consider themselves, uh, to consider themselves too highly placed to attend to God's work. He delights in those who are willing, who are ready, who are glad, who are not distracted, uh, who, are, who are able and ready to carry out his will. Why did he appear to the shepherd? Why did he send the angel to the shepherds? You know, in those days, shepherds were regarded as uh, the uh, the low, the, the lowliest of the lowliest in the, in the society. In fact, he said that many, many people did not want to associate with some Jews because they were shepherds. Shepherds were not highly regarded. But you know what? The angel went to the shepherds in the fields to announce to them. The angel did not go uh, to the house of the rich, to the house of the mighty, did not go to the house of the king of that time. No, the angel went to the to the shepherds in the fields. And of course, as we are going to find out very shortly, the shepherds did exactly what God wanted them to do. They rose immediately and went to uh, to, to 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 the manger to see the newborn king. You know what uh, the 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 highly place would have done? They would have considered themselves too busy to do that. Okay, I've read. I'm going to do that sometime. I'm going to look at my diary. We are going to uh, we are going to uh, schedule it. At some point, we we'll go. Right, uh, the rich would probably say, "Hmm, okay, I've read you. I'll send my servant, or I'll send my trusted aid, 
Or if you think is, is that important, I'll send, I'll send my son or I'll send somebody who is close to me. Right? And the people who are wise, who are learning, will probably say, hmm, I need to really, I, I need to verify what you have said. I need to call some experts to advise me. I need to consult some books to really see that uh, what you asked me to do is what I should do. But you know, those who are willing, who are ready, who are simple, who accept the simplicity of, of the gospel of Christ, they rise up immediately and do what God wants to be done. God delights in those who are willing, who are ready, who are glad to carry out His will. And I hope you are one of those. I hope you are not one of those who keep questioning because you are too wise, or who keep postponing because you are too busy, or who consider themselves too highly placed to have a part in God's work. And so we go to number four. God expects you to go and tell of what you have seen. God appeared to the shepherds because he knew that they would do his will. They were simple people. Uh, in fact, they considered themselves honored to have been spoken to by God. And hey, look at look at the Magnificat 2 from Luke chapter 1 when Mary uh, sang the praise of God after receiving that angelic visitation. She considered herself blessed to have been chosen. And that is the way each of us must consider himself or herself as blessed, as, as favored, as favored to have been chosen. God will not go to those who consider themselves uh, who consider themselves qualified. No. God goes to those who, when they are called, they will say of themselves, ah, how favored, how favored I am that God has called me. And then, number four, God expects you to go and tell of what you have seen. Let us read from Luke uh, chapter 2, verse 15. And so it was, when the angel, angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, let us now, let us now go to Bethlehem immediately. Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. Now, when they had seen him, verse 17, now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. God knew that the shepherds would tell others. And that's why the angel appeared to them. Verse 17, Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And you see, our faith is an evangelical faith. We have to go forth and tell. Uh, Romans ten fourteen. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? Without someone preaching to them, uh, the shepherds rose, uh, they went to Bethlehem, and having seen, having confirmed, they went and, and let me use the word of, of the NKJV, and they made widely known, they made widely known the saying which was told them, concerning this child. Do you do that as well? You've seen of the Lord. Do you, do you tell of it? Do you go tell it on the mountain? Isaiah 52, 7, how beautiful on the mountains at the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God raised, how beautiful on the mountains at their feet. And I hope you'll be counted among them. And of course, you remember uh, some Psalm 34 as well, Psalm 34, you know, and the psalmist did not only say, yes, I saw the Lord and he had me. He did not only say, yes, he delivered me from all of all my fears. He did not say that I cried out and the Lord had me and he saved me from all of my troubles. He also said to the world, oh, taste and see that the Lord is, it's not sufficient for us to say, yes, he did this for me. He did that for me. Yes, he's God indeed. We must also 
call others. We must call others. Oh, taste and say that the Lord is good. The shepherds made widely known the saying which was told them. They made it widely known. It mean, that means they kept talking about it. And as they traveled, they were telling others. And no, uh, perhaps uh, they, in fact, should be uh, regarded as the first, the first evangelist. And number five, as long as God spares you, he has a purpose for your life. As long as God keeps you alive, he has a purpose for your life. And so it is wise for you and me to pray every day, saying, Lord, show me what I should do with my life. Show me what I should do with today. The day you have given me, as long as God spares you, he has a purpose for your life. And of course, uh, we take this reminder from uh, the example of Simeon and Anna, and Anna the prophetess. I mean, what do we read? Uh, what do we read of them? Uh, verse 25. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the lost Christ. That's a purpose for your life. And if God is keeping you alive, I pray that that purpose you will realize it and fulfill it in Jesus' name. The same, way, the same thing with, with, with the prophetess. He had been there. Can you imagine how long she had been widowed and had been in the temple? And, of course, she was of great age and had lived a husband. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years who did not depart from the temple but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And coming in that instance, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for the redemption of, of Jerusalem. God was keeping her alive, was keeping her alive so that she would proclaim, she would, she would identify the Christ of God and, and point him, and point him to the world, point him to the world. As long as God spares you, he has a purpose for your life. And of course, Psalm 98, 12 to 15, uh, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree, it shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no righteousness in him. Anybody who is kept alive by God has a purpose to fulfill. May you find that purpose and may you fulfill it every day of your life in Jesus' name. Amen. And number six, uh, the reminder I'm taking away from Luke chapter 2 is this. Don't be shamed into doing less in God's kingdom. Don't ever be shamed into, into doing less in God's kingdom. Your response should be the response of our Lord when his parents went back and found him in the, in the temple. And he said, well, why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? Whenever anyone tells you, well, you, perhaps you are taking too, uh, too much of your part in church activities. You are doing too much for God. Why is it always the Bible? Why is it always talking about God? Uh, don't be shamed into doing less in God's kingdom. Say to them, as our Lord did say, did you not know that I must be about my father's business? We must be about our father's business. We must be about our father's business. We must be about our father's business. Um, Romans 1.16, the apostle said to the people of Rome, he wrote to them, uh, the, learned of, the learned people of those days, the highly placed, the, uh, the, the bourgeoisie of those days, for I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. The gospel is the power of God. We must do more and more and more and more and more and more in God's kingdom. That hymn writer wrote saying, spend and be spent. Spend and be spent, meaning spend of your resources and be spent yourself in terms of your body, your your time, or your all. Spend 
and be spent. I mean, we are speaking to people who are on the Lord's side. So uh, when we speak about things, that we say, look, we should also moderate. So you have to have time for the other things of life. Of course, that goes without saying, but do not let uh, the culture or anyone shame you into doing less in God's kingdom. You must be about your father's business and follow the example of Christ. And the final reminder from me, from Luke chapter 2 is this. Uh, we have a model in Luke chapter 2, a model prayer for our children. And you only need to look at verses 40 and 52. Verse 40, And the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Is that not? Uh, can we not draw a prayer from that, uh, that our children will grow, become strong in spirit, be filled with wisdom, and the grace of God will be upon them. And from verse 52, shouldn't we shouldn't we call a prayer from that that our children will increase in wisdom and stature and find favor with God and men and I do pray that the blessing of reading uh, this chapter in the gospel account of St. Luke will remain permanent in your life and in mine in the name of Jesus thank you very much for tuning in this evening for day 2 of Luke December challenge 2022 i look forward to uh seeing you uh tomorrow to uh, look forward yeah for to you join us tomorrow at 9 p.m for day three of luke december challenge 2022 again if you want to read any of those chapters do reach out to us we'll be delighted we'll be delighted to uh, to schedule you to read any of those chapters thank you very much god bless you god bless you really good see you tomorrow